This is Sean Sullivan with Mission 823. It is you who've made yourself known. It is you who've made yourself known in your love, known your character, known in your son Jesus. Lord, I pray and I thank you for letting us know who you are. The truth, Lord. Because what we know through human history is that man has been striving to know who you are. And when we, uh, when we make conclusions about who you are, they always come up wrong. So it's necessary that you reveal to us the truth of who you are. Uh, Lord, we pray and we ask that you would be with us, that we would not only establish our lives on the reality that you love us, but we would establish our lives on loving others, Lord, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Lord, today we think about the work of Mission 823. And Lord, their work is to love people, period. To rescue people, period. They have a particular ministry in Ukraine. And that ministry goes to people who otherwise are neglected, forgotten, forsaken. And Lord, while we know that this world has been captivated by the news of the war, we also know that the news cycle turns and there's something new to capture, captivate our hearts and our minds each and every day. And so even in the midst of war, in the midst of atrocious crimes against humanity, they are forgotten. But this work that we uh, bring before us today is a reminder that you have not forgotten. You have not forsaken. And Lord, it's to help us to remember, to never forget. Uh, Lord, we thank you for Mission 823 not forgetting, for remembering, and for staying diligent. Uh, as we've committed this day to you, Lord, we continue to ask that you would uh, speak through this time that we have with Brother Sean. I pray these things in Christ's mighty, resurrected name. Amen. This is Sean Sullivan with Mission 823. Um, Amy and I have been serving in Ukraine for over 22 years, and you folks have been supporting us faithfully for a very, very long time. I know that everyone in the world has heard and seen the activities in Ukraine, the attacks by Russia on our people there. We are continuing our work to serve the children of Ukraine in different risk categories, but have shifted our focus in a major way to meet the needs of those who are in crisis currently. Uh, just so that you know, uh, our people are trapped in Kyiv. Uh, some of our staff members are there hunkered down, serving with their local churches and sheltering people in place. We also have uh, staff members who are performing rescue of people from Kyiv, primarily women and children coming from Kyiv to our base out in the West. We're serving with the people in central Ukraine uh, to shelter those whose uh, residences, schools, hospitals have all been intentionally bombed. So there's a lot of disaster relief that's taking place right now. There are severe medical needs, uh, the need for water filtration systems, which we're using. And uh, yesterday, for example, we were able to uh, pay for five large tour buses to begin to transport people from central Ukraine to the border and just this morning was informed that over 300 women and children were evacuated to the border uh, from that central location. We're also housing and sheltering uh, refugees and evacuees. Some are staying with us and then others are transferring to the border at our base 
out in western Ukraine. So we really need your support at this time. We're overwhelmed uh, financially. We're sending everything that comes in 100% directly to the field and into the hands of vetted partners, uh, people that we trust and uh, need as much help as we possibly can in the form of transport, shelter, food, water, medical supplies. Once the security situation has stabilized, we'll uh, assemble some teams of different specialties to head into the country. Uh, but just continue to pray for us and send everybody that you can network with to our website at mission823.com. And uh, there you'll see some red letters uh, underneath the picture that leads you to a link that's dedicated directly to our relief effort for Ukraine. 100% of those funds are going directly to the field. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook page and like and share as much as possible. Invite all of your friends, select all and send the invites. Our Facebook page is at Mission 823 and our Instagram page at Mission 823INC. I want to thank you again for your support. Uh, sorry for the rough look. We haven't slept in about 10 days and neither has our team on the field. Uh, so just pray for us. Thank you and God bless you all. Y'all welcome Brother Sean Sullivan. Hey brother. Hey man. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm well that you are here. Yeah. I'm glad to have you with us this morning. Good to be here with y'all again. Yeah. Good friends. Yeah. Appreciate you. So you were here with us uh, at the end of February, uh, right at the beginning of the conflict. Yeah. Um, of course, we've seen some of the stuff that's gone, and even that is now seems a little outdated, doesn't it? Watching this update yeah. video. Um, so uh, why don't you just give kind of like a, a maybe some highlights of some of the things that uh, y'all have been able to uh, accomplish. Uh, over the last 60 days or so. Yeah, that, that video was made 50-plus days ago. Yeah. It, it seems like a blur because I feel like I was just here last week. Yeah. But um, yeah. I have slept since then. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, the conflict in Ukraine has changed um, in just the last number of days, um, mostly because of the fact that um, Ukraine surprised the entire world in their ability to fend off um, the attacks of Russia, uh, and although uh, there's a tremendous amount of destruction and death and horrible things that we're just not, we're not going to discuss mm -hmm. here, um, and even in your wildest imagination, your most terrific nightmare, you couldn't imagine the things that are being done to the Ukrainian people, mm -hmm. innocent people, women and children. Um, but uh, so just pray in that regard that God would show mercy mm -hmm. um, and grace and justice and all those things. But a lot has changed in the last uh, in the last 50 days. Um, we have pivoted our entire ministry almost um, while we're still caring for vulnerable children and families. Um, we're doing it in a much, much different way. Um, our primary core focus right now is evacuating people from active conflict zones where there are rocket and missile and artillery fire tanks, soldiers on the ground. Uh, so our, our teams are going into occupied hostile territories, confronting Russian troops and, and, uh, and evacuating as many as possible. Over the last 50 days, we've been able to um, with our teams and our partner teams evacuate more than 15,000 people up to this point. Let's just pause right there for a second. Yep. Let's hold on to that number for a second. How many people? About 15,000 15,000 people. And how many people have, um, ha are displaced? Um, displaced inside the country, uh, about 6.5 million people inside the country Five, almost five million have crossed the border, so over 11 million. Over 11 million. And it requires uh, to move those people, either people taking the risk themselves, right, and braving the, the roads. Um, uh, that's if they have vehicles. That yeah. is if they have transportation. And if that's not the case, then they need others who can come in and help. Right. right. So I get those phone calls um, in the middle of the night. And um, my job we're working with, I think I mentioned that we were going to begin to start working with some special forces kind of people, mm -hmm. um, special operations. They call themselves logistics and command support. Um, that's code for, uh, we used to be really, really 
bad news dudes, <laughs> and now we do it privately. Yeah. Um, uh, so these private corporations are helping us with security and logistics and extractions from hostile situations. And my job on this team, since I'm the Russian speaker, is um, to take these calls and, um, and call these people in the middle of the night, find out what the conditions are there, you know, do they have any medical needs, how much food, how many days, I've never asked this question before in my life, how many days of food do you have left, mm. kind of a thing. Um, I called a group of students in uh, a city in the south on the coast, and uh, they told me um, we ran out three days ago, wow. and there were over 100 students in the basements in, in uh, southern Ukraine, mm -hmm. and a uh, lady up, uh, up north of Kiev, her name is Valentina, she's my new warrior hero. <laughs> um, she told me um, my blood pressure medicine has been out for several days, and uh, we don't have any, don't have any food. Uh, my grandson has a, has a fever, and we can't figure out how to get it down. And I'm mobility impaired; we can't we can't move. And there are soldiers outside. She's peeking out the window. There's soldiers outside my house. And we got done with all of that, and I took the information, was getting ready to pass that on to our evacuation team. And she said, "And um, uh, my little son, Sinochik, I want you to come and have tea with me." And I think I may have told that yeah. that story, but um, those are the kind of kind of stories that we're hearing every day. My, my job is to gather that intelligence and make sure that we have enough information to, unfortunately, we have to prioritize the evacuations because we can't get everybody. Yeah. If, if there's active warfare going on around those people, we can't risk our teams going in, but we are entering into occupied conflict zones. Yeah, and so for your team, what does that look like for them? Is there, I mean, you know, obviously this isn't just hey, we got to get a bunch of people, but we got to get a bunch of people through hostile territory. Um, you know, are they taking any extra gear with them? Um, yeah, um, they, you know, the, um, the buses are just buses, you know, but we are for uh, medical emergencies and special needs people and for orphans. Um, some of our partners are using 25-seat uh, um, uh, uh, armored uh, shuttle buses like they would use for diplomats and things like that. These have come from from Europe and you know six or seven hundred thousand mm. dollars to get two of these vehicles um, and they're using armored cars like you would use for a bank for emergency extraction get somebody out to safe area where there's buses or special ambulances staged out there and then put them in those vehicles and transport them to safety but uh, depending on the situation um, uh, we, we, we run tons and tons of, of operations of different types, but mostly concentrating on women and children. Mm -hmm. And we, our go-to is a 55-seat passenger tour bus, and um, we have to use shuttles to go into the, into the um, difficult areas. There's a lot of debris on the roads, so those buses can't navigate the roads. And so we use quick shuttles to get in and get 25 or 30 people out and uh, put them on the bus in a safe area and, and yeah. continue to move. But yeah, they... Uh, these are special operators yeah. um, that are escorting these vehicles, and they have equipment, you know, to provide safety and security and, and yeah. that sort of thing. But they're obviously far outgunned. We're a we're a rescue operation, and they're a military machine. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, the difficult part about that is, and why we have to be so careful is because civilian vehicles in residential areas are being openly fired upon by Russian soldiers, and so. It's a it's a mitigated risk, but definitely a risk. Yeah. Um, so let's and think about that. So, out of all those trips, uh, has the Lord been able to provide y'all um, safe passage? Uh, um, yes, uh, he he has. Uh, the Nikolai Kuleba, good good friend of ours, and you you know him, um, has been running operations with orphans specifically. I mean, dedicated only to uh, orphans. Uh, in the conflict zones, and um, they uh, conduct operations regularly when there's randomized rocket and artillery fire, and two of his members were killed by incoming um, artillery rounds uh, while they were evacuating orphans. Um, a number of orphanage workers uh, with orphans in the caravan have been just blatantly shot in the middle of the middle of the street. Uh, so it's a difficult situation. Um, so we're we pray a lot and. Uh, yeah. Well, and I bring that up because that's a point for us to pray about, 
right? I mean, we have somebody who we are standing in support of and they are actively running into hostile territory to rescue people and they're rescuing them from an enemy who's been indiscriminate and almost not indiscriminate, almost discriminate against civilians, we could say, right? And so it is a prayer point for us to say that the Lord needs to surround them and shelter them and cover them so that they can get these people who've already been living in misery, who are, the light is at the end of the tunnel, if they can get to that light as it were. And this, this is very different from any conflict that we've seen in the world or in the news for the last 70 years. Mm -hmm. um, these types of approaches to conflict, in other words, targeting civilians and civilian residential areas intentionally. I mean, you saw the, the video. Those, those aren't military assets that they're bombing. Those are apartment buildings and private homes um, and private individuals and, um, you know, civilian people, unarmed right. women and children that they're targeting on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we, we haven't seen that kind of thing since World War II. Yeah. So very, very diabolical, just inhuman type yeah. of attacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so y'all been running these rescue operations. Y'all have also been able to, um, to get the word out and to uh, be able to procure necessary uh, supplies. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about that? I, I know you'll have some medical supplies, you'll have some food supplies. Tell us some of those stories. Those are awesome stories to hear in the midst of all this, just how uh, the Lord's provided. Yeah, um, we're, we're a small organization and, you know, we, we run on a, on, a, on a bootstrap or a shoestring or whatever <laughs> kind of uh, shoe equipment you want to talk about, but, but we run lean, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, Macaulay's on the board, you know, he, he, he knows what I'm talking about. So we're a small uh, organization. We have a uh, a very robust and active team, and if something happens to one of us, <laughs> there's going to be a major hiccup. Yeah. You know? So, so we run a lean, you know, kind of a tight machine, but God's allowed us to be able to get a lot done. And um, in the last uh, 60 days, we have received in donations specifically for dedicated for war relief, uh, almost three years worth of supply in the last last 60 days. Wow. Yeah. That's um, awesome. We should celebrate that, right? Yeah. That's really awesome. And the large, uh, all of that is dedicated go, to go directly to the Ukraine war relief effort, um, but more than three quarters of that has already gone out. I mean, that, as painful as that sounds to me to say, we've received more than we've ever received before, and it's already gone. It's, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't pain me to say that because we're, we're able to do some, some great things, but God's allowed us uh, to make some great connections in the process. Um, Winn-Dixie Foods uh, has donated... Uh, more than $1.1 million worth of uh, humanitarian assistance uh, to us. Yeah. Um, Cisco Foods, uh, Cisco Foods, you guys have Cisco yep. over here? Yeah, Cisco Foods uh, Operations has uh, uh, committed uh, several semi-tractor trailers worth of supplies. Um, an organization called Mission Regan, which is a medical humanitarian uh, distribution uh, system, they take um, gently used and surplus medical equipment that's used for trauma, specifically like we're encountering, and they donate that all over the world. And that organization just uh, sent us two semis full of about $750,000 worth of medical equipment that are staged in our warehouse right now. Um, so lots and lots of, of good things like that are, yeah. uh, are happening. So, so how are you going to get the stuff over there? Because I think there's a cool story here about um, how are a, you going to get that a stuff A lot of suitcases. <laughs> yeah. Right now in our warehouse, we have uh, eight uh, semis that are backed up, ready to go, and uh, two have already gone there um, in Chicago, staged and ready to fly over with the water filters and the, and the uh, medical kits. The first half of that shipment has already gone. Uh, the filters and the medical kits went to the Ministry of Health and at the federal national level they're distributing those already mm -hmm. and then our portion that we're going to distribute personally is, is on the queue. Um, and then uh, we're going to be having a, uh, a food packing event um, where we pack staples into a, into a food kit um, and 100,000 meals have been donated for us to pack uh, in early May. We'll have a, an event where we'll put those together. Um, so lots and lots of good stuff going on. We, we have a, um, a partner through this logistics and command support team. 
um, that has connections with the Ministry of Health, who we've built a partnership with, and the Ministry of Defense and the Ministry of the Interior of Ukraine. And uh, they have, uh, with international funding, have paid for nonprofit organizations that do air cargo out of Chicago and other places um, to send those uh, 747s full of, of stuff. And, and if they didn't pay for that, what would you be looking at cost-wise to get all these donated goods yeah, over one, there? One uh, military-grade aircraft like a C-5A Galaxy or a C-141 full is about a $750,000 um, load. Oh. So... Yeah. So no. So it would be like, <laughs> thanks for donating this, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. it, it would be better if you just kept it, right? Because yeah. we're never going to be able to get it there. But because of these partnerships that you've built, yeah. you are able to get the, these goods. And that's an important factor that we have to keep in mind is, is, is that all the stuff that we're sending is getting to where it needs to go. It is getting to, it, it's not just like, hey, it feels good because we sent some money. We actually, you know, I, I know very early on, it was, okay, people can give us money. We don't even know if we can get the money on the ground, right? right? And, and thank the Lord, you're able to determine very quickly, hey, we can get the money into our team members' hands who are in Ukraine so that they could use it for, for the services that they need. And, um, and, and so like really the fact that this has come together in these partnerships, a celebrate y'all for being able to wisely navigate this. And I know some of it is you thought about it and some of it happens upon you, but either way, you are the ones that the Lord is using and celebrate y'all and also just celebrate like in the midst of this uh, atrocity, like not only are people doing good and out of the generosity of their heart, but, but, but partnerships are made, um, that, uh, that actually, get things done right get things accomplished and so that's good stuff uh brother um yeah um i uh you've been able to move a bunch of people you've been able to uh, collect uh, a, a bunch of resources that are going to go into uh the country let me ask you a little bit how, how do you go about doing this right like what does it look like to for for you or or, or what's necessary for you um so that y'all can be known and so that y'all can uh receive these these goods that y'all can um, rescue people with you know get, getting the word out you know one one individual um for example facebook is only one platform you know we're on uh twitter and we're on instagram and linkedin and we have a TikTok, but I don't dance, so, you know, that's... You dance. Yeah. Well, <laughs> secretly. But, um, uh, you know, uh, LinkedIn and, and other places, like then our email database, our, our email uh, database has doubled in the last 30 days. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of thing. But um, the way that we're making connections is through social media. Mm -hmm. um, one individual that has, you know, 1,500 or 2,000 friends that goes to our Mission 823 Facebook page. Matter of fact, who, who has a, a telephone that you use Facebook on your telephone, right? Take your telephone out right now and search for Mission 823 on Facebook. Go ahead and do it right now, mm -hmm. in church. <laughs> and, uh, and, and like Mission 823, and then scroll down to where it says, invite your friends, and, and click that button, and then hit the, the, the words that say, select all. And a person with 1,500 friends that selects select all and then invite those friends, that literally has the potential for one person who shares with those people who all have 1,500, 2,000 mm -hmm. friends who have 15. Exponentially overnight, we could have a million views on you know, the stuff that's going on on our page. Mm -hmm. um, so that is really much more powerful than people take for, you know, take that they understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't cost you anything mm -hmm. at all, except for just a few seconds, literally. And that kind of exposure helps mm -hmm. us to connect with people that have a heart for what's going on that may not know where to direct their funds. You know, I was just contacted recently by um, uh, a gentleman who, who said, um, I was looking all over the internet for organizations that were doing work in Ukraine when this thing started and couldn't find anybody that was doing anything except for just, you know, having a, a U.S.-based presence and nobody that I talked to had any 
people on the field. They yeah. weren't doing any work in country. They were just talking about Ukraine. Right. And uh, he said he went through five or ten pages of, of stuff and called 20 or 30 different organizations before he found somebody that was actually working in Ukraine. In Ukraine, yeah. And uh, we were at the top of that, you know, the, the, the search results. Yeah. Um, but he had to go through all those people. So that came because he saw something on our on our Google uh, yeah. our Google listing, mm -hmm. you know, we posted an update there. So that kind of stuff is just really powerful, just networking. So, so what I'm hearing you say is, look, your job right now, um, you, you kind of are the face of mission 823 here in so, America, right? I know uh, the Lord, the Lord does not pick <laughs> the, yeah, the I'm wise, real, I'm real the, sorry the, for the face that, that he chose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but, but you are, but, and you've done a lot. You've done TV interviews. You've done radio interviews. You, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of ways that you've been promoting. But what you're saying to me is like, hey, there's only so much that I can do because really right now your job is running logistics, yeah. right? And so so who's, so then that becomes whose job? Anybody that has a heart for Ukraine that, that loves Mission 823 and loves us, we, we, we need everybody to literally just – just take the 30 seconds and make a single post and invite all your friends to, you know, talk about Mission 823. Do a little video. Get a piece of paper that says hashtag I am 823 and tell them why you love Ukraine and why you love Mission 823 and say I am 823 and, 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 uh, and make that go viral overnight with a million people saying, yeah. you know, we stand with Ukraine, hashtag stand with Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, things like that literally unlock the eyes and the ears of people who are influencers that can absolutely just rock yeah. what we're trying to do in many, many levels. To, you know. and, and so, and, and we talked about the news cycle. In my prayer, I think I talked about the news mm -hmm. cycle. So, over the last couple of months, you brought in more resources than you have in three years. Yeah. Right? Combined. Yeah. Right? You know? And, 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 and now we know that the attention is shifting. It's shifting away from Kiev. It's yeah. uh, shifting to the east, to, to, to a war that's been there for since 2014, yeah. right? right? And and kind of you could say, oh, well, it's just business as usual as they've been doing in Ukraine. So maybe the news isn't going to be so uh, so mindful yeah. about telling this story of Ukraine. So then that's where it becomes very important for us. Right as well is that we are the ones who can be ambassadors yeah. for Ukraine. I, I want to celebrate some people in our church who have been great ambassadors for Ukraine. Why are you here this weekend? I mean, we just had you two months ago. Why, yeah. why did you come back this weekend? Well, right. because, because I'm desperate for friendship. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, Ron, Ron and Wanda uh, Sokol invited me down. Uh, Ron has been working with the Rotary Clubs um, International and with District 5910 and with the Texas City. Uh, Rotary Club for years and years, and we have been on numerous occasions uh, telling the story of Ukraine and, um, and just continue to be faithfully telling that story. And, and this opportunity came available for us to present to uh, the entire 5910 district uh, yesterday. Uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that opportunity and, and um, you know, made some great connections there. But I mean, it's good people like Ron and Wanda and other people, Mike and Kat Phillips, that are always, you know, posting. And, um, uh, people that keep us in mind and are always, you know, Brittany is uh, just tremendous. Uh, you know, she's a great ambassador for, for the cause in Ukraine. The people that I'm talking about have a dear love, a personal, intimate friendship and relationship with the people of Ukraine because of our trips back and forth there. And um, they love the people of Ukraine. And it's obvious because, you know, they're taking the time and effort to make sure that the rest of the world knows about that. Yeah, and I do. Those are people that I wanted to celebrate for sure. I mean, Brother Ron, we talked about this going into this weekend. It's not like he just, oh, hey, here's the war going on for for, for five years, close to six years. This has been an ongoing, uh, diligent work to continue to build um, this partnership. And an international partnership with Rotary can can really open the door to a, a, a large uh, amount of funding and grants, and then even just getting you exposure to a bunch of uh, influential leaders in the community um, who are philanthropic, right? That's why they're part of Rotary, 
is 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 important and so that that that, that widens the net there um you know Brittany is obnoxious on social media uh, uh with uh, her mission 823 stuff and her ukraine stuff and i say that silly but but even she what well, she um, went to our superintendent and of our school district and she's a first year employee right and she went and she sat down with our superintendent and said i, I want to do something for ukraine an initiative through the school district for Ukraine, and he was like, "That's a great idea." And then uh, she was able to partner with Interact Club um, there at the high school, and that's a philanthropic club. And uh, and then they were able to uh, design T-shirts, which I wish we had here today, but we don't. They come in tomorrow. Can oh, you no. you want to stay one more night? Yeah. You know, okay. So, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, they come tomorrow. You'll you'll get yours in the mail this week. All right. Um, but uh, they designed some shirts. Her and a friend of her uh, ours designed these shirts. Um, they uh, they sold them and uh, and they're going to be able to send Mission Eight Two Three over two thousand dollars. Right, Brittany. And so um, that's awesome. Can we celebrate these people in our church who who are doing the work? Um, and so what I want y'all to know is that, like, and this is a big burden that I have, is we can't let this story die in the news cycle. We have to take ownership of the work. We have to be the ones who get the word out to, to rescue. And again, other people care about other things. And, and if the Lord grabs your heart with something else, that's fine. But, but we as a church, have, our hearts have been snatched by Ukraine. And that didn't happen because Russia invaded. That happened because we went over there and we met the beautiful people of Ukraine. And um, after a horrendous trip, <laughs> well, let's say a horrendous start to the trip. Yeah. After that, the trip was great, but, but a horrendous start to a trip that I thought mutiny was afoot. Uh, and the wee, wee hours of the morning, uh, uh, Brittany thought, okay, well, he's lost his job. And <laughs> he might not make it back to uh, the United States as we had some very uh, uh, frustrated and afraid people uh, on a bus that had been driving through the night, uh, but, uh, but, but our hearts were captivated yeah. by this. And so, and so we as a church, we said, hey, this is, this is a ministry that we are going to highlight and focus. Yeah. And so I really, as your pastor, I am I'm pleading with you to not let the story die in the news, yeah. right? You've given, and, and really the thing is, is because we are a little group, there's only so much you can give. But you have more opportunity to be ambassadors. And, and, and really what you can do to support Mission 823 is be great ambassadors for this great work. And last thing is they are actually doing work. We're not just going like, hey, we really like these people who have a heart for Ukraine. And they, you know, they, 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 they wave their hands a bunch about stuff that could be done. You're actually doing work. Yeah. And it's a worthwhile cause. I mean, I'm so thankful, but I'm also so proud of y'all. Mm. I mean, just deeply proud of you and Amy. Mm. I'm deeply proud of Taros and yeah. uh, Big Yak. Yeah. Deeply yeah. proud of these new partners that I don't even know who've come along and they're risking their lives. Mm. Well, tell them about, it's Max who just had the baby, right? Yes. Will you tell them about Max a um, little bit? Yeah, well, uh, Bova just had, just, had, uh, just had a baby. Okay, Boba. No, Boba's, Boba's wife. Boba's yeah. wife. Yeah, he right. didn't. Right. Yep. She did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So it's Boba. Right. Yeah. 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 Tell them about Boba. Um, new partner. Uh, yep. new, 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 new staff member at Mission Eight Two Three. Yeah. What happened? Like just a couple months ago. Yeah, the guy that's making the the promo video that basically you guys saw when I was here last, and then these videos giving the updates. His name is Boba uh, Hapanyenko. Yeah. And uh, when I was there just 60 days ago, making that first video, and we were delivering water filters with the chaplain that you saw next to the buses. That's, uh, that's Vasily uh, Pavarosniuk. Say that fast 10 times. Vasily. Um, okay, Vasily. got it. <laughs> I can yes. say that fast. <laughs> um, so oh, the last we were making, uh, making that video, and uh, I just had met this guy. He was, he was referred to me by somebody else, never met him before, and I showed up on the field and said, um, you know, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And he traveled with me all over Ukraine and just – fell in love with the guy. He's, he's just a terrific, you know, really funny kind of immature 25 <laughs> year old, you know, uh, but just a tremendous, tremendous guy with a great gift, um, and a great heart for God and for ministry. And, uh, I met his wife who's an English speaker. Um, and 
she was pregnant and she was due uh, to deliver in just a few days from when we were having dinner together. And uh, I got ready to go home. And uh, two days after I got home, he texted me pictures of his wife delivering this beautiful baby. And then just uh, like four days later, bombs started falling all over the country. And um, he had to take his wife and his baby and they rested for a few days at Camp Willow Park. And then um, it was prudent for them to leave the country. Uh, so he took her to the border and uh, kissed his wife and newborn baby uh, so long and um, sent them um, over into, uh, into the Czech Republic. So um, that kind of story of our people telling their loved ones goodbye at the border because fighting age males can't cross the border to leave Ukraine. You cannot leave the country if you're a Ukrainian fighting age male between the ages of 18 and 65. And so he turned around after telling his family goodbye and went back to Camp Willow Park and he's been driving every single day, humanitarian aid deliveries, um, uh, driving and rescuing families and women and children all over the country and in very difficult places and just given his life and updating our Instagram. <laughs> You know, but just a, a terrific, terrific guy. You know, just take that in. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine sending Brittany and the boys and saying, I'll see you later. And then not sitting there in a room depressed. Um. And the thing is, we're able to do much more than we can imagine. The Lord's grace is so good in these moments. But this is worthwhile of our contemplation and of our celebration. This is a faithful servant. Uh, he's faithfully serving, and his wife is being... Could you imagine, Brittany, hey, <laughs> I'm going to leave you, and you're going to go to the Czech Republic. And the rest of our team, uh, you know... Obviously, the, the director of our organization is temporary right now uh, because we're in transition, but this we didn't anticipate a war, obviously, so we thought that we would be far ahead of this and have a permanent director in place. But our, our temporary director is Irina Musienko, and uh, they've been in the news highlighted several times because of their refusal to evacuate from Kyiv. Um, and so I approached them on four different occasions and said, we have buses Mm -hmm. in your neighborhood, please go get on the bus and, and leave. And they said, no, we've prayed about this as a family. A, a husband, Sasha, and three children prayed together and sought God's face about what should we do now and decided that God wanted them to stay in Kiev and serve the communities who were being targeted. And that's what they've been doing every single day for the last 60 plus days is serving not knowing when the sirens go off you know the siren that you just heard yeah. that was an air raid siren that they've heard all I don't, yeah, I don't know that anybody in uh, Europe has heard an air raid siren since World War II hmm. and that's what they're hearing every single day and those people are continuing to serve knowing that today could be the day where they target my home mm -hmm. and they get up every morning and Irina sends me a message on Facebook every single morning and says we survived the night Thank God for his grace. Mm. We're serving. And that's, that's our people. Yeah. Thank God for her. Mm. Um, thank you, God. So this is the work that y'all been doing. These are the people that are your partners, our partners in ministry of people that we need to know about so that we can be praying for them, the work that we need to know about so that we can be praying for it. But it's not just work that we need to be praying about and supporting as we're able to, but it's the work and the people whose stories we need to tell and share with others. Um, before we go, I know that you know, y'all been drinking through a water hose. Y'all been like, okay, well, you know, everything's been like, what's next? Or, or what's right in front of you, right? You can't even look a few days ahead. So sometimes you can't, but I do know that you have some opportunities that are coming up that you're trying to plan and prepare for. Um, will you kind of tell us a little bit about some of the opportunities that y'all have ahead? Trips involved? Uh, if there's trips involved, you can share us with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the next 
I'm, I'm not planning anything on the calendar domestically here in the U.S. Um, too rigidly because um, the moment that I have confirmation that our um, large humanitarian supplies are going to arrive into Poland and into Ukraine, um, I'm planning to take a team um, and, and go directly to the field to help with the setup of the logistics for distribution of all of those types of, types of things and then check in with our team. You know, they've been slugging away day and night uh, 60 people in their homes, you know, the two homes that we managed plus a third that we're renting in Pidgajki. Um, but uh, literally just a, a mob of people, you know, in those homes, and they've been serving just selflessly for a very, very long time. So we're going to go there and try to bring them some relief, um, allow the, uh, the people who have been serving daily, you know, people who are traumatized by war, many of the people that are staying in these homes and, and all the refugees have PTSD. Um, they're, they're not combat veterans. These are people who are civilians, you know, who are, have severe, severe wartime-related trauma. And our teams are right there with them, serving alongside. They need, they need, they need a break. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, going in to do those things, uh, we'll need some able-bodied people to go with us. Um, some folks that can keep up with me and and uh, uh, and not falter. So um, this won't be a typical mission trip, you know, with camps and kids and balloons and you know floating lanterns <laughs> this is going to be a much more strenuous type of um, type of trip um, and it'll be logistics based and fast-paced and uh, there's some risk and so here's the types of people that we need right we need some able-bodied people who can come in and who can help run logistics and distribution of equipment um, this is men and women right um, uh, we, we, we need some able-bodied people who can come in and provide relief in the houses, taking care of some of the daily tasks. Caring for children, right. preparing food. Preparing yeah. food, washing clothes, yeah. giving, giving our partners over there just uh, some rest, yeah. right? And allowing them to kind of decompress yeah. a little bit. Um, and then, um, and, and so I'm saying this because this might, this might be something that stirs your heart or you might know people that you can share this with mm -hmm. as well because they're going to need, I, I mean, I think it would be great if we had a, a, a strong team that could go there and, and provide these things for them and give them uh, a little bit of uh, pressure release. I mean, I told Brittany, and I don't know uh, what she thinks now after hearing Vovo's story, but I think I want to go with you whenever yeah. uh, that happens. And mm -hmm. uh, Friends of Baptist Church is good with that. I would uh, definitely be uh, with you on that trip. But, um, but, but, we need to be in prayer for this because that's a big need um just all the way around right yeah yeah it, re it really is um this and you you mentioned the the news cycle kind of waning and you know everybody in, in the world has kind of forgotten about about the war in ukraine mm -hmm. like they did eight years ago uh, and it's the same cycle it's a typical news cycle and it's human nature i'm not faulting them it's just the way you know the way the news cycle works but um the fact of the matter is that um, the same war that brought it to the forefront of news all over the world is still happening right now, and the, the enemy is pivoting for a renewed um, attack that's even more brutal than the first. Yeah. Um, and so it will rise back to the top of the news cycle, but in the meantime, our people are living and working and suffering and dying and and. Um, we have to plan for a longer-term effort. This isn't just, wow, we raised a bunch of money, that was terrific, and we just spent it all, and terrific. Now, let's go back to normal life. This relief effort, whether the war continues or not, whether Putin packs up and goes home in shame or, or whatever, you know, the recovery effort in disaster relief, in finding victims, you know, under rubble, uh, rebuilding structures, sheltering long-term while people rebuild their entire lives and homes, uh, that's going to be a five-year minimum process. Yeah. And so we can't quit. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to keep up this attention and get the word out and get a lot more eyes and ears and hands and feet moving that direction because, um, yes, what we've been able to do with God's help has just been absolutely mind-bending it's not enough. Yeah. You know, we have to keep going. Yeah. Well, well, we stand with you. 
and we stand with Ukraine. Amen. Amen. I think uh, probably the most fitting way for us to end our time together, to, together is first to pray for you. I'm not going to pray for you again because last time all you could think of was the word pivot. <laughs> and uh, I'm just joking about that. But um, but I do think it's uh, it's important, and you know, uh, that we as a as a congregation pray uh, for them. And and really, what I think is important is that you know Paul says uh, do everything decently and in order. And so what I want us to do is um, I kind of want um, Brother Sean. I want you to come down here, and we could, we'll, we'll let you sit down. You won't have to kneel or anything like that. But if you're able to come around him, I want you to come around him. And then I want uh, a couple people to pray for him. Uh, I'm going to ask my wife uh, Brittany to pray uh, over him and. Um, and then ask Brother Ron to pray over him. Um, and, and, and as they pray, they're praying for us, but we're praying with them um, for sure. And so, um, and so I think that would be the, the, the most um, appropriate thing for us to do for you. And, for, and as we pray for him, we're going to remember his wife, Amy. Yeah. We're going to remember all of our teammates there in Ukraine. Um, thank you. Thank you. I love you. Love you yes, sir. Um, so if... You'll make your way down here. If you can gather around him, please gather around him. Um, and uh, if you can't, we understand. Then I'm going to ask Brittany if you'll lead. And then Brother Ron, if you'll, um, you'll conclude in the prayer uh, this morning. <laughs> God, um, I just come to you today uh, and not prepared for this prayer, <laughs> um, but just so thankful for Sean and what he's meant in our lives um, just over, you know, the last uh, six or seven years that I've known him personally, God, but then um, just the doors that he opened up in my life. Um, I admittedly had no desire to go to Ukraine whenever Macaulay first brought us the idea of a mission trip. Um, I felt... Uh, like we had enough on our plate here and then I went and you just opened up this huge spot in my heart for those people. Um, and I'm so thankful for those relationships. I'm so thankful for, um, the way that our church got to go and build relationships with them. I'm thankful that, um, we got to take teenagers who got to see a different perspective of life, God. And, um, I'm just thankful for the for the relationships that we built, for the friendships that we still um, have and uh, keep in contact with God. But I uh, I just pray for those people today, Lord. I just pray for um, for Vivian and for Tierke and for uh, uh, just all the people that we know and love God, uh, that are there. And, um, you know, it's hard to think that some of them might not be there, that we haven't heard from everybody and mm. who knows what... Um, their reality is, God, and I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to be here safe in Franklin, Texas, in a church building, that we're not worried about uh, being shelled at any given moment, God, and so I just uh, I pray for uh, just a continual reminder in our hearts about what's going on over there. Um, I pray that you would just bring, um, bring ideas um, to us about how we can continue to support our friends there, God, how we can continue to support Sean and Amy. Um, and I pray for rest for Sean and Amy. I know, um, I know personally, I felt like, okay, God, uh, I'm not doing near as much as them. And I got to a breaking point and, hmm. and I had to stop and I had to just refocus my efforts. And I know that that's not going to happen. I know they're not going to stop focusing on Ukraine, God, but I do pray that you can give them just some kind of rest for their bodies. I know that they're weary, their souls are weary, their minds are weary, God, and, and they're heartbroken. And um, this is not just a place that they visited once or twice. They lived there, they served there, they had their children um, living there. God, and so I just pray that you would just, uh, just restore them. I pray that as they're working to serve people, that people will come and serve them and that they'll feel your, your hand on them, God. Um, I just pray today for the heart of uh, the man who's doing this. God, mm. it's hard to pray for him, but I do pray that you can somehow turn his heart. I pray that the evil that is happening can be stopped and um, that 
the city that we once walked down and admired their beauty and their resilience can be restored to um, just full freedom and independence from, I'd say all of these things in Christ's name. Father, I thank you, dear Lord, for this opportunity to call upon your name and your God that hears, and more so in hearing your God that acts. Mm-hmm. Lord, uh, you're choosing to act through us individually, through the Sullivans, through this ministry, through a countless network of people that uh, you've called. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, too, that as the Bible says about the heart being deceitful and desperately wicked uh, we sometimes forget that and that's that's the heart of, of ungenerated man uh, without the, the, your spirit and your love uh, guiding us but Lord you didn't leave us hopeless you placed your spirit within us to give us the ability to do things even among ourselves that we can't say we could never do mm-hmm. uh, thank you for calling this church and this ministry to Ukraine and putting them in our hearts and Lord, it's just those children. Mm. Oh, God, those children mm. uh, that we're still falling in love with. It breaks my heart. That's crazy. Mm. Just, I get them out of my mind. Heavenly Father, you're Saints, mm-hmm. and um, you will deliver, and Lord, you will protect, and you, your will will be accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I do pray for Sean and, and Amy, and just uh, just uh, as they stand with you and stand with others that you've called, that you would give them the strength that they need. Yeah. And, um, just supernatural strength, not in their own strength and power, but in yours. Strength and might. Think of the song that Kevin mentioned, if I ascend, who can stop the God Almighty? Mm. And the answer is none. Mm. None can stop him. And we just uh, stand uh, with Sean, but we stand with you, Lord, um, because you cannot be stopped. Uh, Continue to call others to this cause, and and Lord, um, we just... uh, Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Sean. Y'all give him your love. And brothers and sisters, I think that's a fitting way for us to conclude. And we can save I saw the light for next Sunday, don't you think? Okay. Amen. Brother Sean, I love you. Appreciate you, man. God bless you. May the Lord keep you as you go. And may we be good ambassadors for Jesus and for the sake of Ukraine. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you.